Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're live in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York. Millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you too. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Our toll-free hotline is 855-2124-CBS, brought to you by GEICO. Great news, you can save a bunch of money if you switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. A couple of things I wanted to tell you about, and then I'll get right to your calls. A, the podcast of this show comes out after the show every night, right after the show, like within a half hour. And then the following morning, the next day, right? Uh, So it's on uh, at... Scott Farrell at On The Bench CBS and on Facebook.com slash Farrell On The Bench. So you get the podcast. It's like two hours and 15 minutes, no commercials. It's badass. People love it. Check it out. I think you'll dig it. For all the people that don't get to hear the show because I'm preempted for play-by-play sports, whether it's basketball, hockey, football, Monday night, Thursday night, college football, whatever, pros, it doesn't matter. Whatever is preempting me and you get frustrated, forget about that nonsense. Don't even sweat it. There's four apps that carry the show every night, all four hours. The CBS Sports app carries it. Boom. The Sirius XM app carries it. Boom. Just hit channel 206 for Ellen Avenge. Boom, you're in. And then um, the third one is uh, Ask Alexa. Ask Alexa you can get it on. Uh, and just say, play CBS Sports Radio, and you're golden. You're on Golden Pond. And then at Radio.com, it it carries four hours on there as well. Radio.com's badass. Just favorite CBS Sports Radio, and you'll be able to hear the show all four hours. No excuses, no preemptions, no hits, no runs, no errors. You'll be styling. So check that out. Also, don't forget the ILC podcast, Carver Eyes Hockey Show. And I wanted to tell you, a bad day today at the Farella Palacio. We had a situation developing. Uh, not good at all. As Farrell's basketball hoop, my long-standing driveway basketball court, blew over in the wind today and crushed 34C's truck. I mean, just crushed it. Massive damage. Going to have to do the whole deal, the whole kit and caboodle. Got to have the whole front of the truck fixed. I mean, it just destroyed it. You know, big giant dents and scratches and just giant bending of it. It just it just totaled it, right? It's just a disaster. The windshield, the wipers, the front, the hood. Oh, my God, what a disaster. So I had to tip that over now. Well, it was obviously it was crushed or truck, so I had to pull it off the truck, and that scraped it some more. And then um, I had to, you know, throw it into the yard on the ground and tip it over completely because, it, it, you know, it's one of those 300-pound base ones, you know what I mean, that you put water in it or sand and it. You can play basketball on it, no problems. The thing's been up for I've had it up forever. It's never once gone over, ever. It never blew over once. And we've had way worse weather days than today. 
it was bad wind today, right? It was very cold and windy. But I've had way worse days where it never tipped over ever. And this thing tipped over today and crushed her truck. Just the worst. Devastated. Very upset about it. And then I came to work and bit my tongue off. So I did bite my entire tongue off and gushed blood. Carver I was looking at me. He's like, what is going on in there? It was like a faucet, the blood coming out of my mouth. It's been a rough day and a rough night. I got to be honest with you. Kevin in Arizona, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Kevin! All right, bye. You lose. Jarvis in Detroit, you're on CBS Sports Radio. How stupid do you have to be? Honest to God, I got to yell your name five times? Jesus. <laughs> for real, what's the word? What's, what's up, the word dude? For real, you all right, baby? I'm all right. Just picked up some ice-cold Michelob's. I know it ain't the weekend, but, you know, I got to get it going. All right. But, yeah. I called in to comment on the Kaepernick situation, and uh, I'm going to keep it short and sweet, man. A uh, little, little, little three years later, and they want to get this guy an open workout on Saturday. It's never been done before. We've never heard anything like that. Right. Again, it's, do- it's being done on a Saturday, which is crazy. Like you guys say, who's going to come out there? And then to tell the guy, hey, you got a couple of days to prepare. Who does that? And that's, that's why I say it's almost like a ministry show. It's a big slap in the face. It's the big. Uh, it's the big index finger to your nose. I actually you know think I mean? the guy. I actually think the guy's been working out nonstop for a couple of years, and I think he's. Been, I think he's been throwing the football nonstop. So I don't think it's going to be a problem for him to have a pro day. That's what it is. He's going to go perform, and I think he'll be able to do it easily. I think he's ready to do it. No problem. Right no questions asked. But but my whole thing is. You, you got to look at it from the NFL standpoint. And me and you, we both know because the guy's been ready. He's been saying, hey, give me a shot. I'm ready. Right. But to just say, but to come out the week of, you know what I mean? Not even get a guy. I mean, sure enough, he's been working out. But it's just preparation is everything. We all know that's just like if I'm, for real, if you're, if you're interviewing for another one of the networks, you got you got a big shot interview for, right. for a competitor. Right. And then, you know, they tell you, hey, they tell you to, uh, Tonight, they shoot you an email. Hey, for real, we want you to be at the interview tomorrow. At, at 8 in the morning. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> at 8 in the morning. How good you are. I get you home at 4. Man, but it's like, dude, what the hell is this about? And then, they also, and then they also stipulated do not show up in a truck with a damaged hood and windshield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that instrument weather got you, dog. You can't run from that. I'm in Detroit right now, dude. They said it's the coldest night. Right. I got. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I don't think he cussed. He's good. Good call, Jarvis. Uh, anyway, I think he's uh, – l- listen, here's the deal. I think that he knew uh, all along, he's always known that he had to stay in shape and throw the ball and be ready at all times if he was going to get the call, right? So I don't think uh, – I really don't think it's that big of a deal. It's five – what is it, four days from now? I, I think he can do that e- easily. I, I really don't think that's the, the, the problem here. I think the problem here is who's going to be there and of what status do they have. You know what I mean? It's not the head coach. It's probably not his assistants. I doubt it's the top scout because he's at a college football game more than likely. Now, they may, you know – redirect someone to go do this and, you know, say, blow off the college game, go watch this guy work out. That might very well happen. But I think the guy's going to be ready, and I think he's had to be on call 
right? You know what I mean, Carver? I, the guy's had to be ready for all these years for waiting for that phone to ring. He's had to be ready because if he wasn't lit and sharp and ripped and in shape, he would have never got a, a gig. So I think he's actually, you know, haven't you seen this guy working out for like the last couple of years? They always show footage of him working out. And there's all the kinds of players that have worked out with him, like NFL players have worked out with him. So I think the guy's ready to go. I think he is licking his chops at this opportunity to do this Saturday. The real question is, who's going to show up? John in Houston. Uh, hello. Hey. Um, couple, a couple of quick comments. Quick comment. All right. I think we get a little mixed up when we talk about what he was protesting against. Not not just pro police brutality, but he was protesting against policemen not being convicted. Everybody experiences pro, uh, police brutality, but in the African American community, it was policemen that were uh, brutalizing young black guys that weren't being convicted. And then, and then, yeah, out for whatever reason. right, so like getting away with it, like brutalizing them and then getting away with it. Getting away with it. I think the, I, I think the group that's going to be most excited about um, uh, Kaepernick getting the opportunity if, if he comes back, a black man. We feel that um, he just got a bad shake and he, he wouldn't, Nobody would give him a chance. I agree. Uh, this is his chance. Whether they sign him or not, this, I think this is a great sign that, um, you know, somebody is looking at him giving him a chance, especially with the awful quarterback play we've right. had in the NFL. Let me say this. Let me say this, John. I think you're right. And and uh, let, me, let me just add, listen, I think the guy, uh, I think what he stands for is, is uh, what he, you know, fought for and stood for and and protested and everything that he lost and everything that he um, gained because, you know, I think he really did come out of it with a lot of things. A, uh, the relationship with uh, Nike uh, was stronger than ever. After the fact, uh, he's become a huge uh, global icon for activism. The guy was like the on the cover of Time, right? The guy... I think got bigger than life. I think that, you know, being in the Super Bowl is one thing and then being known, because I think a lot of people may have not known who he was. Like, you know, there's a lot of people around the world that could care less about the Super Bowl. And I think that he actually became more famous because of this and and his work and his, and his you know, kind of Muhammad Ali-ish, if you will, activism. I think the guy has been one of the great uh, stories in, in modern time of what he what he stood for and what he fought for. And you have to, I, I commend him for that. I, I respect him for that fully. And, and I'm engaged in what he fought for. And I think he did it in the most uh, fascinating way ever. Like, I think the guy was incredible. And I think that he got the lawsuit. He made, he made a, I know he made a lot of money out of it. I, I know he's not broke. I know the guys uh, got... I believe seven-figure income still rolling. I believe that, and that uh, he he matters in the world. And now and now he's getting another shot to at least uh, audition and and try out, if you will, for an opportunity in the NFL again. Which is, I guess, at at some level, all he could ask for because. He was clearly colluded against and blackballed by a bunch of billionaire white boys that uh, they slammed the door on this guy. I guarantee you, I will bet my life that there were owners on the phone with one another privately that said, 
we're not letting this guy get a job in this league ever again. I guarantee you that phone call was made between two parties at least once or twice by different owners in this league. I do not believe for one minute that the NFL, that every team in a league never gave that guy another opportunity, that that's coincidence. I do not believe that, you know, every team in the league said no way to that guy, but yes way to, like, hacks and bums and garbage men that absolutely just the worst hack quarterbacks you've ever seen in your life play in the NFL. The backups are an atrocity. And the fact that that guy couldn't get an audition or a tryout or a gig is laughable. And it's clear, I think, to most people with any sense of reason that he was colluded against. I believe firmly he was shafted by billionaire white owners Without a doubt, there's no getting around it. He was screwed with in the highest order, without a doubt. But now he's got he won the lawsuit. He's got the Nike thing. He's become a global icon. I mean, the guy everyone knows him everywhere. He's he's absolutely larger than life. He won what Arthur Ashe awards, everything else. The guy literally took over the world after that fact. After the fact of this whole protest, he actually got bigger than he ever was. As a quarterback, you you can guarantee that because he you know he only mattered once, and that was the year the Niners went to the Super Bowl, right? And then he never mattered ever any other time. Now he matters more than ever. That guy matters no matter what he does. He opens his mouth and and things happen. And you know, uh, obviously people get all worked up about him, but I think the guy. Uh, has to be pleased and excited that he's got the opportunity at the very least. What more can you ask for if you're him after you've been colluded against, that they've given him, they've opened a door for him? I, I think what more can you ask for? I mean, the guy's been screwed like no other, but now he's got a shot, and I think that he's got to be pleased with that, and it sounds like he is. Ray in Calgary. Pearl, how are you? I'm all right. What's up, Ray? Uh, thanks Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Love the show. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, um, I was just wanted to, uh, you know, I'm not sure if he's ever considered the CFL, but, uh, right. you know, that's... Uh, I'm sure he um, has. I'm sure he has. But Carver High, again, uh, he thinks that's a, a fat hack beer league. Oh. But I, that's his... Yeah, what do you call it? You call it a hack league, too, beer right? League, yeah. Oh, a beer league. He calls it oh, a beer, beer? league. He, call, he calls it a beer league. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I'm not a fan of it. I don't watch. So right. I'm not the I'm not the person to turn to to get sympathy uh, for the Canadian Football League. I'm not. Right. I love hockey like as much as Carver High or anyone. I love it. NHL's my thing. But yes. uh, the CFL does absolutely nothing for me. But I would sleep with like 90 percent of Canadian women. <laughs> We're right on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's uh, yeah. That's a, that was just a comment I had there that maybe you would consider the CFL or yeah. The and, and what do you think, real quick? What do you think of Don Cherry and the fact that here's the one thing I wanted to say about Don Cherry. Don Cherry basically, it sounds like to me, wants to beat uh, McLean's ass. Is that his name, Ron McLean? He wants to beat yeah. his ass because he said today, in not so many words, that guy, uh, that guy threw me under the bus. That guy screwed me. That's what he's mad about. Is that his partner? Threw him under the bus. Not that he, bit. not that he said what he said. He's not, he's not sorry at all for what he said. In fact, he won't no. take any of it back. But he is mad at McLean. It sounds to me like he wants to beat uh, Ron McLean's ass. <laughs> yeah, even at eighty-five, he could probably whoop ass, man. That guy's. Uh, well, it seems to me done. like McLean covered his own ass and kept yeah. his job and moved yeah. right on. He just was yeah. like, "Thanks yeah. for nothing. See you later, old man." That's what yeah, it smells. Yeah. That's what it smells like to me from here, from New York. 
that Ron McClain's a, a wussy, and he just threw his boy under the bus and yep. and said, he, he said it, it's his fault, get rid of him, see you later. And that's basically yeah. what he said. And he goes, that guy, what did he say? Not so many words. That's what he said, right? Like he said, he screwed, yep. He, yep. He, he screwed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's like when you when you watch when you watch the uh, the show there, I watched it live, obviously on Hockey Night in Canada or right. whatever, right? And uh, you know, he says, uh, "You people," you know. I don't think he meant. You know, oh, he said he said that uh, he said that uh, McLean buried him, and he said he buried me. I'm very disappointed the way he handled it. I don't want to uh, condemn him, but I was very disappointed, which is a nice way of saying he screwed me, threw me under the bus. He buried me. That said it all. And I know what he said. He, he has tried to backtrack today and say that he meant all people, not, not you people. He's just like he thought everyone should have to buy poppies. And he didn't. He said he didn't mean to. Uh, that it, you know, it didn't. He it came out wrong. Basically, he said he didn't mean you people as in a slur of of immigrants. He meant it as in everyone should have to buy the poppies. That's what he said today. Whatever. Twenty four, thirty six hours later, too little, too late. He's finished. What a way to end your career. That guy's a, a absolute legend, and now he's just absolutely finished. I mean, no one will go near him with a 10-foot pole. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, 855-212-4CBS. Chris in uh, Nova Scotia, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Good evening. Hey. Can I get a Miller Lite? Can we get him a cold Miller? Shake out. There you go. Thanks, man. Um, Conspiracy alert. Well, maybe not conspiracy, but I think part of the settlement that he got with the NFL was to actually have a uh, a tryout, to have this tryout. Maybe so. I mean, who cares? Like, does anyone really care? Like, I know. I, here's the deal. I don't. I'm not going to lose any sleep over Colin Kaepernick's Saturday uh, tryout for 32 NFL football teams. I, I can guarantee you. And I don't. If 32 show up, if three show up, I don't. I just don't care at all about his tryout. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't. Uh, you just heard me say for 10 minutes that I, I stand for what he stood for. I, I agree with what he stood for. I, I support his protest. I support his uh, fight for uh, equality and also police abuse and and you know whatever else. Uh, police uh, getting away with these crimes and things of this nature. I'm not interested in in uh, dirty cops, but uh, I support all uh, people that serve and all police and firemen, like you know, as much as anyone. I, I have a lot of friends that are cops, and and my friends that are cops all know I'm legit with them. There's no phoniness involved. But if you're a dirty cop and you're uh, beating up people and abusing your power and shoving people around and treating people like crap and, you know, pulling people. We see it all the time. Uh, Mavi and I will be driving home, and we see them pull over a car. Now, I don't know the whole detail of why they're pulling them over and all the rest, and I'm sure there's other reasons, but I, it is unbelievable to me how I'll see one car pulled over, right? And Mafia will back me up on this. We'll see one car pulled over with, like, a kid in it and his buddy or something, and then they're laying on the ground with, you know, guns to their heads, and uh, the, the cops have literally torn the car to shreds. Like, literally, they're going through the car like the guy's got heroin in the wheel wells. Like, it's unbelievable to me. Like, the, they'll profile a kid or something, a black kid driving through 
wherever. And the next thing you know, they're, I mean, they're literally doing a, a, a cavity check on the guy and, and literally strip searching him. And, and uh, they got him naked on the side of the road and they're stripping their car down like you'd think they were in a chop shop. And it's unbelievable to me. The guy's, what, going five minutes, five miles over the speed limit. And next thing you know, his car's, you know, completely stripped. I mean, and seven cop cars are there and 15 cops are there to handle two teenagers. I mean, Jesus, what are you doing, bro? It's embarrassing. It really is. Mafia, you back me up on this. We see it every night. Yeah, we see it all the time where it's one car stops. It's harassment. Cars. Yeah, where it's just unneeded. And then we see people driving around, you know, crazy past us and they're getting by because all these one... Area's cops are focused on one car. They're focused on one teenager or some kid or some black guy, and then there's people driving a buck 20 and a 40, driving right by him, doing 100, and they do nothing about it. So, listen, uh, cops have brutal jobs. I'm not going to deny that. And they have, uh, it, it is, they can't win. I mean, everybody thinks they're the bad guy now, and it's a really bad state of affairs. But uh, I think the guy, um, you know, I, you know, if it was in his deal, if it was in the settlement to get a tryout, who cares? He, he's getting a tryout. That's what he wants, right? That's what he wanted. The guy has become an institution in activism, right? And he also got the money, and now he's getting his way, right? He's going to have a tryout. What more can you ask for? I mean, what do they want him to do? Uh, his laundry for him? I mean, what's next? Uh, you know, this guy has, he, he's gotten a lot out of it, right, if you ask me. He's become bigger than he ever was as a quarterback, right? Right? Like, honestly. So, uh, I hope he does well. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm rooting for the guy to do well. You know, I think these phony, rich, billionaire NFL owners are the apps. I think they're criminals. I, I really do. I think they're evil. They'll do anything to make billions. They're not interested in anything else. They don't care about anything. And then I also, you know, the whole thing about, you know, uh, it's about, you know, police abuse and everything else. I don't want to hear it about the brothers in the NBA and NFL. They're all making millions. They're, they have a life of Riley. Let's stop with their, they're having a rough life. I don't want to hear it. You know, oh, we're so, you know, beaten down and downtrodden. You know, my ass. How's that sound? There isn't one guy in the NFL not making fat money. Okay. So there's some guys making a bare minimum. Fair enough. It's more money than you make. So uh, the bare minimum in the NFL is still more than most people make in five years, okay? They make it in one year what you make in five, ten years, twenty. I mean, honestly, like, you know, they make a million dollars. You're not making a million dollars. So all I ever hear about is how deprived they are and how they're suffering and how they're treated like crap. That's nonsense. They're all living five-star lifestyles, red carpet lifestyles, staying in five-star hotels, eating in five-star restaurants, and, you know, they're drinking champagne and eating lobster. Trust me, you. I know. I did it. I did it in the NFL and in the NHL. I can tell you exactly what's going on. All of these guys, every guy I ever met, there wasn't even one guy I don't, you know, literally that I know in the NFL or in the NHL, not one that wasn't rich. I mean, filthy rich. Right? That's it. That's all there is to it. I don't want to hear them crying about, oh, we're so treated so poorly. You hear this guy, Eric Reed, all the time complaining. Shut up, dude. What haven't you been afforded with the millions you've made in the NFL? Shut the Pharrell up. Is there anything worse than a brother complaining about his miserable life when he's making millions and playing a kid's game? Are you kidding me? It's laughable. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench.
Seriously, uh, Carver High, I, I I have to tell you that I think um, Don Cherry's like a he's like a mob guy. You know what I mean? Like you know the mob guy that's in witness protection, and he's like that guy buried me. That femme, what a loud mouth that rat. <laughs> I mean, what he said about McLean because he did. He buried him. He absolutely threw his boy under the bus. The guy has worked with him for like 30 years. Am I wrong? Maybe longer? And then Something like, you know, 20 probably. I mean, honestly, why in God's name would you go on record right when that happens and start talking about this guy that way and, and throwing him under the bus like that? I, I really think he's a wussy. I, I just would love to. I, I think Don Cherry beat his ass even at 85 years old. What a backstabber that guy is. I don't care what anybody says. I don't want to get involved in Canada's political war right now with these two announcers. But I have to tell you, like, I, I think what he said was bad. Fair enough. You can't say that, obviously. But I told you last night, I, I didn't think it was. <laughs> I've heard way worse, okay, in my career. I've said way worse in my career than that. Believe me, you, I've been fired for way worse. And that, to me, was... You know, it was bad, I guess, in today's quote-unquote climate of femme political correctness, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I can't stand people, let alone the rules. <laughs> we don't believe in rules and such when we started living like freaky beatniks. I got to tell you, uh, I thought Ron McClain's a B, and he needs to have his ass beat. That's it. Boom, drop the gloves, fem lips. Seriously, what a wussy for doing his friend like that. Can you imagine? I'll tell you what, Mafia, you've known me for 15 years. Would I ever do that to you? No, you wouldn't. I would not. Carver I, you've known me for what, like seven, eight years now? I would never do that to you. That is unbelievable. I, I, you can guarantee. I, I'm telling you, I would never do that to somebody. That's the last thing I want on my resume, that everybody knows you're a backstabbing, throw-you-under-the-bus kind of guy. And I have been – remember? do you remember that guy we we worked with over at the guy planet with no uh, oxygen? uh, They'll throw you under the bus in two seconds. Do you remember the guy that we worked with that was like um, – you know, he was like one of the big shots over there? Didn't, wasn't there some throwing under the bus going on over there? Oh, there's lots of that over there. Just throwing people under the bus. Listen, I, the only bus I ride is the Jerome Bettis bus. Thank you very much. Carver High, what do you think? Uh, do you think that he's a wussy for what he did to his uh, 30-year partner? I mean, I would never do that to someone I worked with 30 years. It's like doing that to your wife or something. It's unbelievable. What a wuss. Well, the hard part for... For Ron, I guess is you know he sat there and he did not and he condoned it. You know he, um, not saying you know it, it's just as bad. Obviously, he sat there and didn't say anything. And then the next day, maybe he should have waited. He knew something was going to happen to Don. He probably could have sat it out until the official word came down or Don spoke or whatever whatever happened. But he got out ahead of it and he said, you know. He said, I, I did not say minorities. I did not say immigrants. If you watch Coach's Corner, I did not say that. I said everybody. And I said, you people. He added, Irish, Scottish, anybody that's newcomers to Canada, 
We should wear a poppy to honor our dead from the past, whether they're Scottish, Irish, or English, or where they come from. And that, you know, that's his out. That's his uh, excuse for it. But I didn't say immigrants, but I said anybody who's new to our country, that is immigrants. I'll give you that. Well, they fired <laughs> you just him. Said that's exactly. I didn't say exactly what I said. Well, I think what he's saying is, is that. Um, that he's saying he didn't single out like the minority immigrants. He but didn't. Still. Well, what, he, what he meant to say is, is that everyone is he's, he's the same guy he's always been. He can't stand anyone that's foreign. Right. Anyone at all that's foreign-born player, he thinks is a wuss, and he hates he hates American players. He hates European players, right? He only likes Canadian players, which makes him a gigantic P. Okay, that's such a P excuse for um, you know. To me, it's it, that's the most pathetic thing I've ever heard. That guy trying to sell like Cherry's been trying to sell Canada as the only thing that matters in hockey for 25 years, which makes him a gigantic P. Is what he does. Like so, anyone up there doesn't like it. Kiss my ass. You're so funny with all that. We're the only ones that are good at hockey stuff. How long has it been since you won the cup? How long? What is it? Carver I ninety three. Shut your face. Shut your fat faces. How's that sound? Okay. So shut up. You have no. You have no say anymore. You're the best at nothing. Okay. Whatever. But I got to tell you, that guy, other guy is a wussy. He needs his ass beat. That guy, McLean. What a backstabber he is. Honestly, I don't care. You can tell him I said so because I'm not afraid of him either. Some hockey announcer in Canada. Whatever, dude. Kiss my ass six ways till Sunday, you wussy. I'll beat your ass myself. Does that cover it, Carver? How do you think in terms of, like, you know, just the two days we've spent on it? Pretty much. That'll, like, will that wrap it up like a, like a sandwich in foil to take to lunch? That would cover it? I think so. <laughs> I don't need any hot sauce or anything. No. Rex in uh, Birmingham on the jocks. Yo, Rex. Hey, what's up? For real. Check How are you, my Ooh. brother? I'm good, man. What's happening? Uh, well, I agree with you 100% on McLean. He ought to be fired himself for claiming to have onions. Because they don't have none. <laughs> right. Anybody that would do your pal like that needs to be canned in a quick minute. Yeah, but no, they're not going to do anything to him. He's probably going to get a raise. I mean, but, I mean, he's no man. He ain't got no onions. I mean, anybody right. get on there and sell out like that is pathetic. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable to me. I thought that I actually thought the story was great. Like, it was juicy. I couldn't even. I can't even believe how the mighty have fallen. Like that guy was an absolute, just a, a titan in hockey. I mean, this guy, Don Cherry Grapes, is an institution in the NHL without a doubt. And to have it at you wouldn't agree with that, Carver High. Not in the last. Uh... 10 to 15 years now. I don't agree with that. Uh, they have a b multi-billion dollar deal to carry the games, and he is an institution on Saturday nights. Millions of viewers watch him every single week just for him. They love it. And believe me, they ain't watching for Ron McClain. They watch for him. I'm just saying times have changed also in the sense that everybody can get every game now. I, I mean, easily. Everybody can watch every game. It used to be in, you know, a big deal, Hockey Night in Canada – Everybody tune in to watch it. Now, everybody gets every game. Uh, if you, That used to be like the only game you could get. Uh, well, people aren't watching like they used to. The rights changed to whatever, whoever has it now. Rogers used to be CBC. It's just not, um, I don't think it's the same 
But you don't think he's an institution in hockey? I think that at one time he was. I don't think he has well, been in the last. I, I don't. I don't. Definitely yeah. not in the last five years. Well, that five to ten. Years. Definitely not in the last five minutes because he's finished well, now. I'm saying he he should have been gone a while ago. That's what I'm saying. So he's too old. I think it it's gone on a little longer so, than it should have even before on Saturday. So wait, the only people that are 80 and plus working in sports now just work here at the, I, I in this building. I, I didn't say it had anything to do with his age. It had nothing to do with his age. If he's well, still got it, he's are, got it. Aren't I don't all think the announcers here in New York, they're all 80 years old? Aren't they? Everyone that does a show here and does play-by-play in this town's 80, aren't they? <laughs> Carver, I won't even comment at this point. They're so in fear of the man at the end of the hall. Oh, I'm scared to death. I'm so scared of him. <laughs> Please. He's another one. Rex, uh, anything else? Yes, sir, real quick, uh, I'll contradict, I don't believe that uh, we should give him the attention because I think he used the wrong platform. Well, what, I mean, pla- what, he what platform would have, would have been better than the one he used? Well, uh, because I think it was disrespectful to veterans and stuff that have fought and died for mine and your rights to get on here and say and do what we do. Wait a minute, the, what do veterans have to do with what he was talking about with police brutality? And, and I understand what you're saying there, but when you when no you don't, <laughs> no you don't. I'm just gonna save you further humiliation. You don't get it. it. This has nothing to do with veterans, right? Boom. Period. Right. They fought to uphold the Constitution, which gives you the right to protest. But I, this has nothing to do with veterans. Okay, no. that was yesterday, Veterans Day. Thanks. We already honored all the veterans yesterday. Let's not turn uh, Colin Kaepernick into something that it that it isn't. Zach in South Carolina. Yeah. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, man. I just want to make I'll make this quick. Um, first, uh, the NFL is known for blackballing players. After the Colts won the Super Bowl, Marvin Harrison was blackballed. I think he probably had one or two years good left in his career. Um, I'm optimistic about, you know, the the tryout, but, however, you know, not too optimistic. Uh, And the reason why I'm saying it is because of the teams that are on the bye week upcoming. Uh, You have two teams that have uh, signed previous players that have been frowned upon by the NFL, not saying that they will sign them, but also you have two other teams that need quarterbacks. Now, the two teams I'm mentioning first are New England and Philadelphia. They have signed players that have been frowned upon. Of course, Tom Brady's going to have to call it quits at some point, so maybe that might be a point. Denver and Washington definitely need quarterbacks, so I'm kind of optimistic, but at the same time, I don't think it's going to happen. Fair enough. Good call, Zach. I, look, uh, I listen, I, I think Denver, that situation is as bleak as, as anything I've ever seen, and Washington is embarrassing. I'll tell you one thing. Now, a lot of people would say, do you think Haskins is better than Colin Kaepernick? I don't. Not today. He he will be, but he isn't right now. Well, that's the hard but part about this. But they start him the rest of the season, so it doesn't matter. If you're a team that has a young quarterback that's been in this league, let's say, three years or less, bringing him in is a problem. It's going to ruin him. That's that's hard because the pressure just mounts to, to get him in the game. But could you see him going to Denver? Yeah, I mean, look, they could play him tomorrow uh, with the situation <laughs> they, can play, they have. They could play him tomorrow. What about Ron McClain? Will he get a workout? No. 
Sorry, Ron. I, I know you have a family and a wife and children. God bless you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.